0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we get into our final preview of tonight's game against the New York Giants. But first, Antonio Brown seems to be doing all the right things ahead of his debut for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You are Locked On Buccaneers, the daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Bilt Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode, but check out everything I as well as my co-host David Harrison are doing over at bucksnation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks, at jarco underscore bucks, at dharrison82 and at bucks underscore nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story is that Fox Sports' Jay Glazer has reported that Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown has been living with quarterback Tom Brady for the last week, as Brady helps get him up to speed on the playbook in preparation of his potential debut in Week 9 against the New Orleans Saints. Some Buccaneers players were surprised, according to Glazer, at how great a shape Brown was in when he reported to the facility last week, signed his contract, all those kinds of things. So, It appears from the outside looking in that Antonio Brown is doing all the right things as he enters into this basically last chance to salvage his NFL career following the turmoil with the Los Angeles at the time Raiders as well as the off the field stuff that got him removed from the New England Patriots last season. There's still a lot of trepidation about Brown joining the Buccaneers, but as it was reported by Adam Schefter on Sunday morning, Chris Godwin's initial diagnosis was that he could have been out up to six weeks with this finger injury and is now listed as week to week following that surgery. The early reports were that following the surgery, Godwin was going to be available for the week nine matchup against the Saints that may not actually be the case so we have to kind of take a wait and see approach to Godwin's injury and Antonio Brown signing seems to be that insurance policy that Bruce Arians was speaking about. But him staying with Tom Brady, taking the time to put in the work, learn the playbook so he can hit the ground running next week is a good indicator of where his mindset is right now. That doesn't necessarily mean that's where it will stay, but it's a good indicator of where it is right now and his dedication to getting back on the field, doing things the right way, and trying to revive a once Hall of Fame worthy career with all of the antics and off field issues. Of course, he still has the allegations pending a court case in December, which could turn around and derail things for him again, depending on how that goes. So again, according to Jay Glazer of Fox Sports, Antonio Brown has been living with Tom Brady to get up to speed on the Buccaneers offense and get ready to play in that Week 9 game against the New Orleans Saints, which will be for first place in the NFC South following the Saints' overtime victory against the Chicago Bears where they won 26 to 23 a really tight game there. The Bears were able to come back, send it to overtime and really make things interesting, but as of now the Saints and Buccaneers are both sitting at 5 and 2 with the Saints holding the head-to-head tiebreaker because of their week 1 victory over the Buccaneers this game next week on Sunday night football between the Bucks and Saints could really dictate who ends up winning the division when all is said and done should the Bucks go on to win tonight they would be a half game ahead of the New Orleans Saints going into next week but A loss to the Saints would put them not only a half game behind, but then they would be 0-2 against the Saints in the head-to-head matchups, making it very difficult to overcome that come the end of the season when tiebreakers are in motion. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to dive in to the rest of our Monday night football preview as the Buccaneers take on the New York football giants at MetLife Stadium. But first, have to give a shout-out to our friends, Over at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, The League of Football Watchers, this football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. I was watching the Saints and the Bears come down to the wire. I was eating a delicious chicken bacon ranch sub and washing it down with a Pepsi. It was a long day following my son's doubleheader hockey game, so it was nice to kick back, relax, enjoy a nice sub and a Pepsi. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi made for football watching. It's a Monday edition here of the Locked On Bucks podcast and we do not have a game recap to discuss because the Buccaneers play tonight. They are heading to MetLife Stadium to take on Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Typically, David and I would sit down, we would do our key matchups, we would do our bold predictions, and we would give our final score predictions. But we already gave our bold predictions on Friday's episode. If you have not heard that, please go back, check it out. We were joined by Buccaneers.com's Carmen Vitale, always a phenomenal guest. Love having her on. We gave our bold predictions there. I don't remember what David's was. If you don't remember what David's was, again, go back and listen. My bold prediction was that Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski would combine for 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns between the two of them. I still think that's very possible. I think Gronk and Mike Evans are going to be the two go-to guys. Until you get towards the end of the game and you're seeing a split of Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, lean a little bit more Fournette heavy in this situation where Buccaneers are protecting a lead. They're taking care of the football. They're just trying to run down the clock. Fournette seemed to play really well in that role especially when you go back and you take a look at that Denver Broncos game where the Buccaneers were doing exactly that. They were trying to run out the clock, just waste some time, gain a couple of first downs, and ice the game. Leonard Fournette was able to bust off a 40-plus yard touchdown run. That seems to be the role that they like to get him involved in. But I want to see a little bit more out of Ronald Jones in this game. This is a guy that had three consecutive 100-yard rushing games, was held to under 40 rushing yards last week against the Raiders. That's not the Ronald Jones that we started to become accustomed to seeing. We need to see more out of him. He needs to get more opportunity, needs to get more carries, be more involved in the offensive game plan, but for Tom Brady, who is as hot as any quarterback in the NFL right now, NFC's Offensive Player of the Month, you you know he's going to look to Mike Evans, you know he's going to look to Rob Gronkowski, especially with Chris Godwin out. We've seen kind of the difference in numbers for Mike Evans when, when he's on the field and Godwin is not it seems to be Mike is the go-to guy. Now, when Godwin is on the field, Brady's looking for the open receiver, and a lot of times that is Godwin rather than Mike Evans – opposing defensive coordinators are scheming against Mike Evans. They're doubling him. They're bringing safety help over the top. So that's when Brady's looking to Godwin. He's looking to Gronk, to Bray, to Even Tanner Hudson had a reception against the Raiders. Tyler Johnson was getting more involved. Scotty Miller is really starting to become a bigger part of this offense, but you take a look at those games without Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans has had over 100 yards in two of the three so far this season, so I do expect a really big game out of Mike Evans, and I expect to see Rob Gronkowski continue to grow, continue to get his legs back under him after that one-year semi-retirement, year-off vacation, wrestling, venture, whatever you want to call it. He's getting better by the week, and I expect to see Tom Brady target him early and often in this game but Mike Evans is going to be your guy when you need a third down conversion he's going to look to Mike Evans when you're down in the red zone he's going to look to Mike Evans whether he's double covered or not Mike Evans is going to be the guy and with a little bit of extra time this past week because of the shift in things with the Monday night game Mike got an extra day to rest that ankle. Hopefully it's getting closer to healing up and, and he's back to being closer to 100% because that's the Mike Evans that it doesn't matter if you're bringing that safety help over the top. It doesn't matter if he's getting double covered. You can put it up in the air and when. When Mike is double-covered, he can still be open, especially with Tom Brady really starting to get hot and being able to place the ball basically anywhere he wants to. Flipping it over to the other side of the field, and you take a look at this New York Giants team that has struggled mightily in 2020. You take a look at their two biggest playmakers on the field, and that's Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. Shepard is back. He's going to become more part of the offense. Ingram has struggled this season, but you go back to that 32-31 to loss that the Buccaneers suffered to the Giants last season. Evan Ingram, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Sterling Shepard, seven receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. These are guys that play well against the Buccaneers, and if there was a quote-unquote get-right game for Evan Ingram, it's going to be against a team that he has had a lot of success against. He's going to look to try to get the ball. He's going to look to try to make plays. Whether or not that comes to fruition is a totally different story. Because the Buccaneers defense that the Giants are going to see tonight is not the same as the Buccaneers defense that the Giants saw in the beginning of 2019 where they had that big second half comeback scoring 22 points in the second half, outscoring the Bucks 22-3 to in the second half of that game. But you're going to look for Daniel Jones to rely on Ingram and Shepard to try and get this offense going. There is no Saquon Barkley. There is no Devontae Freeman in this game. So those are the playmakers left. Those are the guys that Daniel Jones has to look for, has to count on to get going in this game. So Now you take a look at the Buccaneers, you're going to take a look at Carlton Davis, who will be covering Sterling Shepard to continue to look as well as he has all season. He did go without those pass interference penalties the past couple of weeks. We like to see that because it certainly seemed to be a trend where at some point in every game, Carlton Davis was getting flagged for defensive pass interference. That has not been the case the last two weeks. We need to see that continue against a player of the caliber Of a Sterling Shepard, then you look at Evan Ingram. You take a look at is he going to be lined up across from Levante David? Is he going to be covered by Devin White? Are we going to see Antoine Winfield Jr. kind of be that guy who crashes down towards the line, covers Ingram, makes sure that Ingram doesn't get behind him, and is able to generate some plays that way? Because let me tell you, Ingram has the size advantage, but we've seen how obscenely athletic Antoine Winfield Jr. is. And if Daniel Jones wants to try and exploit that matchup, should Winfield Jr. be the guy covering Evan Ingram? I would lean a little bit closer towards Antoine Winfield Jr., Getting the better of that exchange. There's a lot of different ways that they can cover Evan Ingram and try to continue the frustrations and struggles that he's had so far through the 2020 season. But this is not a, yeah, it on paper, you take a look at this game and you say, there's no way the Buccaneers lose this game. But We said that exact same thing heading into this exact same matchup last year. I realize there are slight differences, of course. Most importantly, the guy who's taken the snaps at quarterback for the Buccaneers and the way this defense has truly evolved and and become one of the best units in the NFL. Like I said just a, a moment ago, this is a very different defense than the ones that the Giants beat last season. But that doesn't mean that the Giants do not have playmakers and do not have weapons on the offense that can get hot and create some problems for this Buccaneers defense. And real quick before we hit the break, something else kind of fun to look at heading into this game, and and David Harrison touched on it of course, is you take a look at the offensive line situation for these teams. Heading in to the NFL draft. The Giants were one of those teams that we were all really concerned was going to pluck one of those big four tackles off the board before the Buccaneers had a chance to draft one. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did. And they drafted Andrew Thomas, who, let's be quite honest, I I was really high on. I liked Andrew Thomas a lot. Boy, was I apparently wrong and I don't want to I don't want to judge a guy's career off of the very beginning of a very strange season and a strange offseason but Andrew Thomas has struggled quite a bit whereas for the Buccaneers Tristan Wirfs has been absolutely fantastic so you do kind of have that subplot storyline to go into a little bit I, I'll tell you this, Andrew Thomas is going to have his hands full against this Buccaneers pass rush. And with as much as he has struggled so far this year, I think Daniel Jones is going to be seeing way, way, way more of Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, and Indomitian Sue than he really wants to see. This Buccaneers pass rush is going to get after the quarterback early and often. They are going to try to make Daniel Jones as uncomfortable as possible, get him off of his spots, rush some throws, force some throws, help that secondary create some takeaways by getting pressure on the quarterback. We've seen it all season long for the Giants, guys. We've seen it all season long that that is the situation that Daniel Jones is being put in. He's turning the ball over in very inopportune moments he's rushing throws he's getting uncomfortable quickly and it's because this offensive line in front of him is not holding up their end of the deal and he just flat out doesn't have time to work with his pass catching weapons then you take a look back at those struggles that Evan Ingram has had he's had some drops which are you know a little more uncharacteristic of him. But all in all, this Giants offense is not running efficiently at all and you can't place the blame solely on the fact that they don't have Saquon Barkley they didn't have Saquon Barkley for the second half last year against Tampa Bay they uh, the offense did just fine but losing Devontae Freeman in that replacement role certainly hurts you know we're all familiar with Freeman from his time with the Atlanta Falcons and he used to give the Buccaneers some serious trouble but You know, all signs point to this being a really good matchup for the Buccaneers defense and the Buccaneers offensive weapons. We will wrap up our preview of tonight's game on the other side of this break. But first, I have to give a shout out to our friends over at Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser, yes, deliciouser, with 18 Amazing flavors. They have their original flavors. You know them. You love them. Mint brownie, banana bread, salted caramel, toffee, almond, peanut butter brownie. But they've thrown in six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They're wonderful for the health-conscious person, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they are great for anyone on the keto diet. One of those new flavors, Cherry barcia, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you are going to receive 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday preview edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko with you, David Harrison taking the night off because, full disclosure, I will not be on the recap episode. David is going to fly solo on that one. So he's taking this episode off. I will take tomorrow's off. We will reconvene on Wednesday as we will wrap up our thoughts on, uh, on tonight's game before looking ahead to the New Orleans Saints matchup, which let's hope that the Buccaneers are not looking ahead to this Saints matchup because that's, you know, when you fall into that whole quote-unquote trap game, you're overlooking a an opponent that you should be able to beat easily, and instead, they put up a fight, you get caught on your heels, and all of a sudden, you're losing a game that you are not supposed to lose because you're so busy looking at who is next up on your schedule. But the Saints took a little more work than they were expecting, They got the job done against the Chicago Bears, which I don't understand how the Chicago Bears are a 5-3 now football team. They have some problems. They have some problems, but man, the defense is really good. Allen Robinson, he is next level good. He doesn't get the props that he deserves, probably because he's stuck in Chicago, but man, that's a tough team to watch. It really is, but... They made it interesting at the end. They came back from 10 points down, forced overtime, unfortunately, couldn't get it done. And so now the Buccaneers, with a win tonight, they are still in first place in the NFC South, heading into week nine against the New Orleans Saints, where that, you know, this game or that game could very well determine the winner of the division come the end of the year. But. We are coming up at the end of our Monday Night Football Preview. And so we're not going to talk about the Saints anymore. We're going to talk about the Bucs. We are going to talk about the Giants. The key matchup that that I'm looking for is going to be how do the Buccaneers make sure that Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram are not helping to get this Giants offense clicking early in the game. I talked about it a lot in segment two. With the different ways that the Buccaneers are likely to attack Evan Ingram. I think with Carlton Davis on Sterling Shepard, he's probably gonna shadow him around the field, help take him out of the game plan. You're gonna have to force Daniel Jones to beat you with weapons that are not Evan Ingram and, and Sterling Shepherd. But you know, it's football's a funny game you know that's why the as david likes to say that's why they you know the game is not played on paper because on paper the buccaneers should be going 14 and 2 and and heading into the super bowl but that's why they play the game guys that's why they play the game and anything can happen i still expect a really solid game out of the buccaneers tonight i expect a win and you know, as uh, I think we gave our final score predictions on the Friday episode, I'm not sure, you know, but in case we didn't, I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there again. I did say that the Buccaneers were going to win 41 to 13. I do believe David had said 42 to 10. We're expecting a, a large margin of victory. We're expecting a, uh, a nice, fun evening for all of the Buccaneers fans watching this game, staying up late, all that good fun stuff. With that, I am going to get out of here. Please help David out. Help David out with, with the podcast. Send him your post-game reaction voicemails by giving us a call at 813 444 5841. I know that'll help him get through the episode since I won't be there to uh, to bounce some things off of. Again, the number is 813 444 5841 We always appreciate all of you that call in. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockonBucks, at Jarco underscore Bucks, at D Harrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.